I will never get used to her telling me that I'm recording now with the Zoom update. I like that they consent to our monitoring, but I want to know what is being monitored. Like, where are we going? Who's who's monitoring? It's Just my... Zoom? Well, you know, the little FBI agent that lives in your computer and like watches yeah. you do things and is disappointed yeah. in your internet search history. Yeah. Um, that's, who I, that's all I can think of is they must be keeping an eye on us. And maybe they're just well, like super fans and they're like, I want to know more. I want to be watching the action. And I can tell you my FBI agent is so awash in like under bathroom storage and paint colors and random benches that might look good in my kitchen that he or she is probably like, Hey, you know, what would be great, honestly, is the Tika moon one, the like plain teak under storage cabinet. Beautiful. Absolutely stunning. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. but they can't tell me because then they blow their covers. They're like, she'll never know. (laughs) Maybe they can adjust it so that your search is only giving you that type. Maybe, I'll, you know, I'll like watch. all your ads are now going to be popping up with a very specific wood type on like Facebook and Instagram. Mm, and I love that for us. Mm, thanks, little agent. Look at you looking out for my well-being. <laughs> I will also say, so I hung out with my friend Tammy this weekend, the one who was mm-hmm. on the podcast. Yes. And go back and listen to that episode if you haven't heard that magic. But I, <laughs> shameless plug, but I... <laughs> was reminded of the phrase incorrect. That is incorrect. <laughs> and it's a Schitt's Creekism that I thrive on, mm. love. And she was like, she was telling me about something that she'd seen. And then we were talking about the 90s reprisals of fashion as we always do. Millennials yeah. have nothing else to talk about, honestly. We're so old. That's all we have. So we were talking <laughs> about it. it. <laughs> Let us live. <laughs> we were talking about it. And she goes, incorrect. And I'm like, oh, it is incorrect. <laughs> I just remember. I, I remember it from a Vine video where a kid goes, that is incorrect. And yeah. that's what I always hear when I... I just, I much prefer the sweet dulcet tones of David Rose going, sock feet in public is incorrect. <laughs> it's also true. Thank you, David Rose, for reminding Thank us. You, David Rose, for always being on our side. Mm, thanks. So I only have one chitty chatty thing. I got, I guess, all of it out of my system last week. Mm. Who knew that I had that much in me? Honestly. I have no idea. It's a rarity. So, a rarity. A rarity. <laughs> yeah, everyone's cracking up laughing. We'll just wait for the laughter to die down to a guys, higher guys. level. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> Bring it down. Bring it down. <laughs> You're here. I need you here. <laughs> here. Thank you. I think the here and here thing probably means less if you don't have the hand motion so you bring your hand to like (laughs) eyebrow level and then you drop your hand to like chin level (laughs) you're here i need you here (laughs) what you do is you start high with your voice you know you're here i need you here here. (laughs) and now it's orally implied (laughs) all together we say yes here i need you here Here. Okay. okay the mars cam I know that you don't know what this is because I just asked you, do you know what it is? The camera on the the camera on Mars, the camera on Mars. And if you know what it is, I need you to humor me and just pretend that you don't know, because I have what are these words you're saying? Mars, like the candy bar? No, Emma. Thank you so much for asking that insightful question. That was in no way prepared. I will tell you. Okay. The Mars cam, obviously there's been several missions, I think we call them in the NASA world. We, Space Force. <laughs> I, I go 
with them. I said, yeah, Cadet Kelly over here would love you to join <laughs> you with NASA. The Space Force is that. Military camp. Okay. She could be going to the Space Force now. We don't know. They no don't one do knows. Dr- I don't think so because they don't do drills no on the moon. No one knows. <laughs> so anyway, I was shocked. I was shooketh, some would say. Because of all of these missions that we apparently have flown to Mars, mm-hmm. they've now got a camera. And you know that Facebook feature where you can like look around where someone is? Yeah. I assume that other platforms have it, but I've only ever seen it on Facebook. So to me, it's a unique Facebook feature. Okay. I digress slightly. So <laughs> the it's a short digression that's right back on the path. Digress rather than a die <laughs> yeah you know those like main pathways and then there's like a little side pathway at the grass that you like could take and you're you feel like it's adventurous people to take it so you're like i want to stay on the main road where it's safe and no mm-hmm. one's died mm-hmm. anyway that was a major digression <laughs> the point being, digression <laughs> here's the point <laughs> they now have a mars cam so in the same way that you have the ability to like look around you can look at the martian sky you can look at the like brown dirt on mars i know i guess it's not dirt i don't know what it is it's brown ground (laughs) surface of some sort but i don't know if it's soil because it's martian so as matt damon would lead me to believe by planting potatoes there in the martian it's probably soil but we don't know we don't know we don't so looking at the Martian sky, here are three things that I took away from it. Okay. Love a three-point trifold. Thrice. Yeah. Thrice. Thrice points I have. Thrice points. <laughs> so. Grammatically correct, we are not taking this with a time. Number one. <laughs> okay. The sky is like slightly purple all the time and it really is a vibe, a mood, mm. and an aesthetic. And I am here for it. I want to go just for the gram cam and then like skedaddle. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like take yeah, me back. Like, Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done now. SpaceX, can I get back on? <laughs> Thank just you. Freeze me till we get there. <laughs> just absolutely encapsulate me in ice. I'm sure it's good for my skin. Hey, Steve so. Rogers did it. It's fine. <laughs> and he looked great. That's America's ass. <laughs> so anyway, second letter takeaway. B. They have the letter B. <laughs> Sponsored by the letter B. <laughs> <laughs> they have so many stars and i know that technically we all have the same number of stars because we're all in the same universe but can i say yeah they have so many so many so many so many stars and i'm sitting here like hang on a second earth is so close where are our stars bro i know light pollution and everything but they have like lighting up the sky stars Mm. like a bananas amount of stars (laughs) we could count that high we won't, but we could. <laughs> We're <laughs> so, stopping at a billion. <laughs> One billion is our limit. That's our ceiling. We're done. So it, yeah, it has a ton of stars. And then the third thing that I learned is that there, at least where the camera was, there were no significant geographic landmarks, which I would leave as like a comment card after my SpaceX journey to Mars. Hey, loved the flight. Honestly, the surface was 10 out of 10 loved the sky great pictures totally worth it Mm -hmm. slight note uh there weren't really that many activities once you like get there there's not that many things to see so like i love the aesthetic of the sky and the ground and like the purple and brown it's really modern and in i think would add you know mountain stream just just something it doesn't have to be water Mm, it could be like nitrogen but just something you know liquid nitrogen 
if there was ever a doubt in anyone's mind that you are in Alexis, this would quell those doubts. <laughs> It's so funny because I think I've told this story before, but someone at work was like, you're Alexis Rose. You're literally just Alexis Rose. And I'm like, thank you so much. That's correct information. That's correct. That's correct. So anyway, yes. Um, My chit chat concludes with when we go to Mars. All I will say is I hope they have installed mountains or shops. <laughs> this is, we need an update. Microsoft, get on it. Now that Bill, we're all, Bill Gates, you're single now. You have nothing but time. <laughs> now that we're all 5G'd up from our vaccinations. Oh, girl, freaking hold on to that because Dang. my tea is about to rock your world like a concert. <laughs> so. um, I do love that. And I love the idea that concerts are coming back. I'm not huge. Honestly, I'm not huge on concerts because yeah. as much as I love living in big cities, I don't like being closed in by people, you know, mm. like mm-hmm. I... I would much prefer to be at a one woman concert. He's like, one of the person just, singing directly to you. Yes. That's so funny. So I was watching an episode of QI and mm-hmm. Susan was on it. I can't remember her last name, but she's hilarious. She's Scottish and she's really, really short. And she's this comedian in, she lives in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. And so she was talking about the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And she was like, honestly, the Edinburgh Fringe is really dicey because if there's only one person at the show, contractually, you are obligated to give your comedy routine to that one person. Oh, no. So what was originally this like lighthearted bantery thing is just like a very aggressive <laughs> monologue about how bad your life is. And like, like, do you think it's funny? <laughs> and of course, the person is just like crying. She's like, my friend had to give one of these one person shows. And she turned around to get a prop and the person fled. <laughs> they ran out the door. <laughs> so a lot of people will pay people if there's not that many to just leave because <laughs> it's cheaper to just refund their ticket price, like the comic to do it, mm-hmm. than to have to sit through just staring at one person. Like, do you know what sucks about traffic? Do you? <laughs> <laughs> Answer me! <laughs> don't leave me in this anguish alone but i will say that if you have to do that though it's great anecdotal content for your yeah yeah great for the next one (laughs) not great for the current so if you're just like so what's your dating life like (laughs) (laughs) well i'll tell you everyone knows what my dating life is like because i advertise it she has billboards she has skywriters everyone knows it's fine oh so um there's this thing called the vessel in New York city. And it's basically like a giant monumental, how do I describe it? It's like a a staircase, but it's like multi-leveled and it's like, it twists around on itself and it's like its own structure, like alone, like you just walk it. And it had uh, been closed recently. And I think partially from COVID, but also because it, it just reopened like last weekend and the comment that I read said, due to multiple suicides. Whoa. And it's on, basically on the Hudson. Like, it's right along the water. Like, right along, like, you got Chelsea Piers here. And, like, you have the High Line. And then you can see the vessel from the High Line. You've got the water out in front of you. And I was, like, talking to my mom. And I was, like, imagine you're walking down the street, normal New York City day, and a body lands at your feet traumatizing oh gosh that's either the beginning of a csi episode or <laughs> it's a very dramatic day for you 
I mean, a lot of crazy things happen in New York City, but I think that would traumatize anybody, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like. Yeah, wow. I would rather see Ratman, which if you know me says a lot. <laughs> I would rather have to hang out with Ratman for like two hours than have a body land on my feet. For yeah, sure. um, yeah. And it's just like, and there's, you can see like everything from the high line. So like you can be standing there and watch someone plummet to their death. Like, no, horrifying, traumatizing. So anyway, so, just reopened and there's new precautions. Trip advisor, walk by it. Don't stand. Don't, don't stand. Um, <laughs> walk quickly if you can. <laughs> Glance, take a picture, go. That's all like, the time you have. Like a locked wife and just look behind you. And Oh no, pillar <laughs> of salt, bad vibes. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Um, okay, if God tells you not to look, don't look. But in most cases, you're fine. But there's new precautions. Be the God now. of creation and destruction. <laughs> you, you like, like that? it? No. <laughs> I'll put it in the garage. Uh, where's the garage? I showed Emma the Eddie Izzard thing. Yeah. And it's, I'll, I'll actually link it in the Instagram. We can but, do, we should just do a reel of it because then people can actually watch the video versus us just posting a link. Oh yeah. See, Emma's much more cool at technology than I am. I'm like, oh, uh, email it over to you. Do you, do you get facts? <laughs> Is that, no, you don't? Okay. W, W, W. <laughs> Oh wait, the no, sorry. Wide web. HTML colon Dot. slash slash. <laughs> That's fully me. Just letting you know. But it's about it's this guy who does a bit about how like God creating the earth would mean that God created dinosaurs and what that would imply for Jesus and how Jesus had to minister to All the right, dinosaurs. we'll just cross that out. <laughs> the meek shall you don't like that. Okay, the meek shall not inherit the earth. The meek will find that. So anyway, he was talking at the very beginning about how it's great to be the god of creation and destruction because he's like, you know, if you just create everything, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> True. It's very convenient. Uh, anyway, there's new precautions for the vessel, and right. Now, sorry. No, I, we're just we are renaming our podcast digression. Cyber Nation, <laughs> a digression podcast. <laughs> the digression journey, digression diatribe. Anyway, there's that'd new be a great journal. Um, that'd be fantastic. Okay, we're doing it again. Focus. There's new precautions. You must go in groups of two or more. Oh no! And there are um, like there's like checkpoints throughout now, and a lot more like security, like watching like the walkways and like points and things like that. So wow. they've just made it a lot harder to kill yourself from there now. Impossible? I don't know. But you're not allowed to go by yourself. I guess that's good. It's kind of sad, but you yeah. know, <laughs> it's very depressing. Uh, so. Thank you for joining us. That will be all we have. Anyway, <laughs> so. on that note, <laughs> we leave you depressed. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> yeah. So we, my mom, when she was in town last week, we did the high line. We saw the edge. And if you don't know what the edge is, it's just a really tall tower and there's a walkway, like a, like a, Platform. oh that's where all the people take the pictures yeah right it's got like yeah. glass walls and like that's all that's holding you back from a plummet down to the ground and it's like it doesn't have a roof so it's technically outdoors but anyway that's it's called the edge nyc and it's literally like the edge and you can see the entire city from the platform i will not be doing it for multiple reasons one heights scare me two i live here so <laughs> i don't have to do it <laughs> And three, you have to pay a lot of money just to look. And I think that's stupid. Mm, I hear you. 
Also, with the Empire State Building, you can go up for free. So just do that. All free. Same concept. Glass walls up there. Just do that. Well, I am shockingly not going to come up with 15 other things of chit-chat. I guess that's that's all I have. Um, I guess we should actually get into the podcast. The cast on which we pod. (laughs) The pod in which we cast. (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I am Emma. I am Hannah. This is, if you haven't already guessed by the <laughs> clear intro that we've given with our chit chat, this is the transcontinental tea in which we cover a variety of topics. Abstract rambling. <laughs> Random segues. <laughs> <laughs> digression, digression, digression. And then who does really cute puns? And then I'll be doing a little pun moment, except that today's title is just, you have to listen to understand it. So no, you actually have to use a mirror to read it, and then you'll understand. <laughs> we're going to tell you that the topic is, should I say it backwards or should I say it forwards and then just- Please try to say it backwards okay. because I love the attempt. <laughs> okay. It's really hard. I know. So today's, which I just want everyone to know that when Hannah and I were writing this out to figure out how we would do this backwards, I- was writing it the way that I would write Arabic. Like I was writing it from the right side of the page to the left. And I tried to write it from the left to the right and was like, (laughs) (laughs) it was hard. So (laughs) today's episode is about Noredom Eknamore, (laughs) which is Hannah, would you please translate for the people? Modern romance, back up, flip it, and reverse it. So if you play Missy that segment was here. of our podcast backwards, it will actually say modern romance. <laughs> to pause it, reverse it, and much like Queen when they talk about No White's the Dust, and it's fun to smoke marijuana, which we had to go over in psychology class. What? Did you know that? What? So the rumor, the rumor is, the rumor is, when you play parts of No White's the Dust backwards, it sounds like they're saying it's fun to smoke marijuana. Well, I learned a word for that today that has left my brain, but it starts with an M and it's when you mishear lyrics, like <laughs> the lyrics and I will look it up and I will be back with the answer. But the point is it's mishearing musical lyrics and mm-hmm. we should do another reel for the mishearing lyrics. Correct. Comedy pun thing. That was good. Okay. The word of the day, the sponsoring letter is M. The word is Mondegreen, and it is mishearing musical lyrics. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Mondegreen. I would love to just Mondegreen my way through life, but. I really do. I'll be honest with you. Like, <laughs> I just decide what the songs say, and then I just mold the backstory to fit that meaning. We're going to talk about modern romance and <laughs> really good segue there. If we, we weren't sidebar nation, we would be segue nation. We're great at both. Uh, probably slightly better at sidebars. Probably. Only slightly edging ourselves out. Unbelievable. <laughs> and okay. what are we going to talk about re-modern romance, Emma? Well, if you're me and you're not, so I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> My people. I'm the people. The people my, are me. It's me at myself. Voice memo to me. Memo <laughs> to me. Name you after my meeting. Amen. Okay. So my version of modern romance, of course, with COVID especially, has been mostly virtual. A lot of mm. digital dating going on. Um, and I can't imagine that guys would be this 
forward in a public setting who can say but I don't think when you first meet a guy usually they comment about their genitalia that quickly so for me it's probably like a five minute thing you know is the conversation mm-hmm. going well oh okay we're still here after five minutes now I introduce the genitalia sure. you know but when it comes to dating apps it's Lower. usually like ah, message two or three so gross I will say that in my experience with modern dating which I'll get into when we actually start the segment the the portion of the podcast where we actually dive into this meat and potatoes and it's that there's this expectation of sex to precede a relationship and it's almost like the requirement or the condition before they'll date you but then the reverse side of that is that guys say that they can't date someone who would quote unquote so easily put out you know so Mm. it's very double-edged sword and I have a lot of rant about it and a lot of experience with it and I'm gonna get into it right now because that's for later but she's bottled it up she's fermented it over time and she's gonna unleash I'm making my own beer and it's called (laughs) it's called (laughs) it's better beer it's called jaded (laughs) it's called jaded and yeah so we're gonna talk about modern romance and i'm basically here to moderate and hopefully provide a brief ray of sunshine before emma closes the clouds and just (laughs) gates of rain (laughs) and i will be here to field questions inquiries direct business emails towards me uh memo to me (laughs) so yes and I think what better way to start the episode besides mm-hmm. starting the episode with our tea of the week? Uh, we have it. It's there. We're ready. We are ready. And for once, I think both of us actually have a valid tea. Who could who could have seen this coming? The validity. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay, so here is the earth. earth. (laughs) And on that earth is tea. Why are we the same person? (laughs) Would you like to start or would you like me to start? Um, Yours is good, you say? Mine is pretty good. Okay, I'm going to start then because mine's not so good. (laughs) Okay, we'll end on a high. (laughs) We'll end on a high. (laughs) Go on. Because our content is so disgustingly depressing for those who are still in search of true love. Well, I mean, half of our content is... (laughs) Um, so anyway, my tea is, uh, you might recall that one day I was walking the dogs and I came upon a terrifying image of <gasps> baby face. Oh no, baby and face. I have a sequel and I'm no, calling but you it. you have to do the ex- explanation. Make sure. Okay. Just in case you somehow have listened to every single episode up to this point and you have no idea what, what? I'm talking about. <laughs> First of all, stop it and go back. Go way back to episode one because arguably that's maybe our best episode. And metrically, it is. Uh, metrically, yes. I would say audibly, not so great. There's a lot of flaws there involved that we've improved listen, upon. But, listen, but we were brand new. We were so fresh faced, doe eyed, bushy tail. We, we had excited. the little hat that they give babies. We, we had our blankets. Wow. <laughs> And at that point, we had so many ideas that our prep didn't take nearly as long as it does now. But because we've shared so much of our sacred, well-honed wisdom <laughs> with you, 
But don't worry, we're here to tell you that my life is still in shambles and therefore there is always content. Yeah, so. it's fine. We're, we're doing great for content. We're fine. <laughs> so anyway. In conclusion. Babyface is, there was a car when I was walking the dogs that I saw and I looked, I was walking up the street and I just looked over at it and I about jumped out of my skin because all I saw was a giant baby head. And Ugh. it was a Halloween mask of a very realistic baby head. Which it's like, if you're going to do a Halloween mask of a baby face, sometimes they can be like silly, like what? It's like fake baby. Like it's kind of creepy anyway. But when you try to make it realistic, it's like three times creepier. (laughs) And that's what they did. And it was like not deflated or anything. It was just like propped up fully. Like it was full of something and just staring at me. And I was like, what? That's some Toy Story neighbors crap. Yeah. So (laughs) terrifying. Anyway, I was out walking again and I hadn't seen it in a while. And lo and behold... I glance over the return of Babyface. Oh my gosh. And this time it was not full of anything. It was just smushed. No. So it was like flattened Babyface, which is somehow worse. And I was like, oh no, it's back. No. You're to no. haunt me. <laughs> I don't have the money for an extra therapy session right now. <laughs> I was like, guys, my therapist and I just like, we haven't met in a while. Okay. I don't have the time. I have finals. I have a lot right of now. other content to get through with her. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, Babyface Part Two, Babyface The Return, Babyface The Sequel, Babyface The Bride of Babyface <laughs> is here. <laughs> And I have to tell you, the sequel's just as bad as the initial movie, and I'm not a fan. As much as you hated Chucky, you will also hate The Bride of Chucky, The Return of Chucky, Chucky Goes on a Road Trip, all Mm -hmm. of the above. (laughs) Chucky tries peas for the first time. It's all bad. (laughs) It's all terrible. Terrible. So So that's my tea. Thank you so much for sharing. I uh, regret coming for you. That I will have to tell this story at your funeral. Unfortunately, <laughs> when Emma died, it was due to babyface. Baby Honestly, had a baby face. no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I look my age. Thank you. Actually, I get till I look twenty-five quite a lot. So, thank you, society. Appreciate it. See our previous episode for anti-aging, <laughs> <laughs> aka don't do it. Anyway, what's your tea? Anyway, so I was talking about how I saw my friend Tammy a bit earlier. So my tea actually involves mm-hmm. our adventure in London. Okay. You might be thinking, wow, antique buildings. How beautiful. Oh my gosh. What a hub of culture. What did you guys do? Well, we had a great time. I'm not going to tell you about that. We did have a great time. I'm going to tell you about the protest that we ran into. So, <gasps> we were up. <laughs> only briefly because we couldn't figure out what it was so <laughs> yeah i love to join random protest as a sidebar like it's the most fun Do thing you really it's, if i see one and like i just happened upon it and i like sidle in i don't know what they're protesting i just think it's fun because i like to i'm yell. just against the man <laughs> so. i'm like yeah we are angry we what do we want now and you're just like trying to match what they're saying but you don't we know what want they're saying. it now <laughs> jt went one <laughs> eight, eight, seven. <laughs> Cash I mean we always want money right so anyway Incredible. so <laughs> the protest that we saw mm-hmm. we'd seen about 
five to seven riot buses of police head to the west side Whoa. of London as we were window shopping. Batons and so, out. And so we thought to ourselves, something's afoot. We don't know what it is. We don't know what size shoe it's wearing, but something's afoot. The game? <laughs> so, Maybe. We have the game. Seen is afoot. So we headed towards our next destination, not thinking that we would run smack into a mm. protest. And we were thinking, oh, are these the people that we've been looking for? Because if so, all of those police riot buses went the very wrong direction in London traffic, which is not <laughs> quick to get through. So we're thinking, guys, oh no, <laughs> you went the wrong way. So what we ran into, I'm going to tell you the three takeaways. I'm going to tell you about the protest and then I'm going to backfill you on the takeaways. Okay. Just like a good presentation. Again, sure. thrice points. So <laughs> it's threefold as most things takeaways. Are. Number one, always, always, always have double-sided banners at your protest. Sure. You need to spread the message at all times. <laughs> Here's why <laughs> you spread the message at all times. The people who just want to know what you're protesting, but are not actively trying to join the protest like Emma we have to follow you for an undetermined period of time to figure out what you're protesting. Mm -hmm. And it's so confusing because you have to get really, really close and you can't get too close without actually joining in. So we ended up chasing this protest down a like half mile block. So like, what, where's the, huh? <laughs> like, show me your shirt. Like, what are, what is this? What's your purpose here? State your business. Yeah, just start shouting out random causes. <laughs> Save the planet! <laughs> just watching their reaction. <laughs> so, we hate my... capitalism! <laughs> Pro? Con? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, the second one is choose meaningful slogans for your stickers. Okay. When you're handing out stickers, don't hand out love wins because I cannot tell you how many protests that that would work at. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, love does win. Yeah, that's good. And that's great. But it doesn't tell me anything about your cause. You need to draw me in with the facts or the figures or the ideas. And all you're telling me right now is like more freedom. Like, no, I, actually, I would love less freedom. So if you could just like give me mm -hmm. a different sticker. What a novel great. idea. Florals or spring? Mark. So before I give you the thrice point. Okay. It was an anti-vax protest. Oh, yes, no. my friends. Like a hundred of them. Moss or manus, you know, like a hundred, two hundred, a thousand. Modern counting. I don't Listen, know. Math. She's not our, our, not our bag. She's not at the table. No, she's not invited to most of our parties. But I will tell you that there were way less than it looked like on Twitter. Because everything that we looked, mm -hmm. we looked up subsequently. Of course, we did research. Well, sure. I mean, what you do is you take photos of like a group squished together and then it looks like a lot of people yeah so it looked like a ton of people trust it That's was not that media, many people baby mm -mm. but none of them not nary a mask among them none mm -hmm. of them were wearing masks mm -hmm. and they were walking around in the streets and then they were putting all these stickers up and then finally i saw a shirt that was like stop medical tyranny and i was like oh, no no, no. Surely this isn't. And then all of a sudden, there were all of these like, vaccination is procrastination. Solve the world's real problems. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. And then there were people who were like, COVID's not realers out there. So it was no. like walking into a flat earth protest. It was so fascinating. Psychologically, I was like, <gasps> just watching and observing. And then the unfortunate thing is, you know, I love the idea of a megaphone, but you have to pre-choose, pre-select your phrases because if you're just yes. like medical tyranny okay 
And it helps if they run. Freedom! You know, like, okay, but I need you to give me, I need you to give me an elevator speech. Convince me. (laughs) Like, you're not drawing me in. (laughs) I was looking at them and I couldn't help but think I could have come up with better signs. (laughs) (laughs) ECA is relevant in many facets. In all the facets. So we spent about... 18 minutes chasing down this protest group just desperately trying to figure out what the heck they were protesting and then every time we saw a yellow shirt subsequently we were like you and it was i would have joined this pro i would have joined this i almost said podcast i would have joined this protest and what i would have done is pull out my phone and i would have instead engaged in pro-vaccination dialogue so you say that there was there was a stand at the park that was asking people, have you been vaccinated? And I'm like, oh God, there's not more of you, are there? And then they were like, we have a magnet that we'd love to test on you. And I was like, oh, okay, this is pro-vaccination. Obviously the magnet is not gonna, you know, if you've been vaccinated, let me stick it to your arm. And I was thinking to myself, no way am I telling you where my 5G is. I am not gonna Fine. give you my Wi-Fi password. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> okay, that boost of signal is for me and me alone. Okay. So my eyes glow. I like that. Leave me alone. Obviously I'm trackable in several different languages, including two alien dialects now. So, uh, Google knows what I want for my ads. Thank you. So the third point, the thrice point is please, please get vaccinated. Sure. I was actually a gag. I was mouth open aghast at people who were like, COVID's a lie. It's not real. Pandemic schmandemic. And I was like, so many people have died. But you know what I thought subsequently that was a more interesting thought than thinking about why they're doing this? Mm -hmm. There has to be a large, this has to be like the 1% of people who haven't experienced a COVID related death. Like someone who they know hasn't passed away from COVID because Mm -hmm. anyone who has any tangible experience with this disease, Mm -hmm. even if it's just someone who gets very ill, you're, you're not thinking like COVID's a lie. What a government perpetrated scheme. You're thinking like, I want my family member to get better. Let's make sure that we protect people so that other people don't have to suffer in the same way. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was just wild to me. Cause I was like, I bet you a lot of these people, they just haven't had someone who they know mm-hmm. who's had a severe COVID reaction. Mm-hmm. That has to be it. Cause you're not sitting there while your family member is on a ventilator thinking you're faking this. This is a lie. Mm-hmm. Like you're fine. You're doing all of this for your Instagram. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like that you're just not. <laughs> no one's watching your YouTube. Violet, you are too dramatic. And we've said that for years. <laughs> you know? um, I will say that Boris Johnson's a great example here of someone who it's called I love Le- him he's always a great example <laughs> he, it's, so I follow the subreddit it's called leopards ate my face and basically that is alluding to people who like have wild animals as pets and they're like oh my pet would never hurt me but then the pet like turns sure, on them sure, 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 sure. in this case a lot of it is like political so like people that support certain parties and like certain policies that then are turned back on them and they start suffering from it and so they're like a leopards ate my face kind of moment and Boris Johnson was one because he made that comment of like yeah well why don't you just inject me on live tv and then he got sick IRL so interesting so now who is the loudest voice going no no trust 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 and belief do it she's real (laughs) she's real get your vaccines tanks (laughs) so those are my three points 
have a double-sided banner if you're going to protest something because people don't always want to chase you down the block Mm -hmm. and you're losing readership (laughs) either way you go (laughs) two if you're going to have stickers that you're going to pass out to people like they're crack choose meaningful slogans choose slogans that represent your cause and not Mm -hmm. just like generic nice things because Mm -hmm. i get it you know we're all thinking like hey what's going to make the people jump on more money but then i would answer mo problems so you know what like choose something meaningful to you and your cause Mm -hmm. and then three please please get vaccinated we could all use the boost and wi-fi signal and cell phone coverage i'm begging you anybody (laughs) i was having this conversation with my mom like if you're an adult person adult person you are above the age of you're 18 or older in in our in america and like i don't know what qualifies you as an adult in is that everywhere i think most places it's 18 i mean some cultures it's like a specific ceremony that qualifies Mm -hmm. you as an adult but the average like federated like governmental age is 18 okay well let's just go with that um i assume that everything is like america and so 18 (laughs) what a snapshot (laughs) and vignette of american culture (laughs) truly uh and i'm being facetious just in case anyone has any doubt but you never know anyway you have the right to say, I don't want to be vaccinated. You do. Absolutely. Um, I'm not going to, I mean, I might, I, I disagree with you, but I'm not going to say like, you know, like you're a terrible person. Like this is your choice. You've made it. And that's the bed you have to sleep in. So like, that's your choice. What I don't like is parents making that decision for their children. Yeah. I, I understand the arguments on both sides of the, like, should I or should not, should I not get vaccinated? I don't understand and I can never support the argument of vaccination is like somehow super, super negative and government designed mm-hmm. scheme Oppression to of some oppress sort. you like. further. Like, okay. <laughs> and I don't understand the like, COVID's not real, but I totally understand the pros and cons of having a thoughtfully articulated discussion about whether or not it's a good idea to receive the vaccine. Mm-hmm. I totally am in for that. You know, like we stand a thoughtful discussion, mm-hmm. but the like COVID deniers and the flat earthers and the people who are just like, well, the moon is round and therefore it bounces off all of the negative vibes that we could send at it. And it comes back and that's why some people get sicker and I'm, I, I, I can't, I can't mm-hmm. talk to you. Mm-hmm. I can't talk to you about this. <laughs> like, I, I, we can't have a discussion now. So anyway, I would not join that one in, in support, but I, I would join in one way or another. We walked by a lot of people that were either post protest wearing the stickers or were walking in the same direction as they were. So ostensibly with them and also wearing the stickers of the colors. And I was just looking at them going, what? Why? The worst part was when I was getting the train back, I sat down in the car and I, you know, I still have my mask on and everything. I looked to my left and there's a guy with a more freedom sticker on his sleeve and no mask. And I was like, you! <laughs> Protests are fun when they're for viable causes. Yeah, we walked by another protest later and it was a different protest, but we weren't sure because again, no double-sided banners. Mm-hmm. What have we learned? Mm-hmm. And we walked by it and we walked by it and we walked by it and we finally got around it. I was like, stop moving. <laughs> like, why are you protesting? Come back here. So we got around it and it was Myanmar and we're like, oh, yay, we support you. <laughs> anyway. In conclusion, let's go to, actually, I'd like to do my correction corner with K's. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. For those who would Correction sue. Corner. Correction corner for those who would sue okay. before we go into Emma's Bees. Because okay. it's not really related to anything, but I just need to say it. Here's something I didn't know I was wrong about. I was having dinner with my in-laws and my husband and I were talking about just random stuff. And I was talking about exchanging clothes or like shopping for clothes. And I was like, oh, I mean, you know, the worst thing you can do is return it. And my mother-in-law kind of looked at me, like craned her head. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got a very expensive dress for Ascot. And I returned it after I wore it. And she goes, <gasps> and he, my father-in-law goes, <gasps> and then Luke goes, <gasps> and I go, <gasps> just because it felt like I needed to join in. So <laughs> I, felt left I, out. <laughs> I felt left out and I didn't like it. And so I was like, of course you return really expensive clothes. They have to clean it after you return it anyway. You you're hurting no one. Like all you're doing is recovering your finance. And I have never felt more wrong. I felt <laughs> like I had just told them, like I committed vehicular manslaughter, but I was only going 30 in a 20. So it's like really not that bad. Not and big. they were like, no, 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 that's not the case. And she was like, I can't unhear it. I can't unhear it. <laughs> I was like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I, I said, in America, this is a thing that people do. Like, this is not new. This is not newsworthy. Just no one at CNN would be like, breaking news. You know, <laughs> like, this is just a standard thing that people do. You tuck the tag, you wear to the one event that you're going to, and then you return it. Hence the birth of Rent the Runway and yeah. similar sites who created a platform to make money off of this habit. Very smart. Also, my upstairs neighbors are doing that thing where they river dance. <laughs> so I heard, so I've mentioned the Giggly Squad so many times. I'm going to stop giving them credit and just start taking their stuff mercilessly. <laughs> I do love them though. So like credit where credit's due. But Hannah was saying, oh, that sounds really third person-y. Hannah was saying Hannah, that. Hannah, Hannah, was B, saying. Hannah B was saying, she was like, do you even live in a New York apartment if your neighbors don't play catch with a bowling ball? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's facts though, like honestly, <laughs> because my mom was here and she would text me. She's like, what is going on upstairs? I'm like, oh, it's just the neighbors that like bowling or whatever, you know? And she's like, they have a kid. And I'm like, yeah, they have a toddler that just runs rampant at two in the morning. <laughs> like, a toddler that they bounce off of the floorboards. <laughs> it's really boom, fun. Boom, He's got a pogo boom. stick. It's casual. <laughs> casual um when i first moved here i used to bang my ceiling with a broom to get them to shut up (laughs) (laughs) it's a very friends moment but now i'm just like i don't even notice it until i'm doing something where it could interrupt so like when i'm recording and i hear it i'm like this is like the worst possible timing so if you move to like a really quiet building in manhattan you're just gonna be like i don't know (laughs) what i'm gonna do so thank you for visiting the correction corner with me in conclusion apparently in Britain, the most egregious thing you can do is not hit someone with your car. It's in fact return clothing that you've worn. So it's wild to me. I do that. Don't do it all the time. So. Don't anyway. tell people you do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, MSBs, <Okay>. y'all. <laughs> buzz, buzz. Here we go. Oh, good. Such a good giggle every time. <laughs> My so, neighbors upstairs were like, this is the moment to start shoveling the floors. <laughs> <laughs> 
doing? Wash, wash your it. couch and I'm telling you, wash your couch, cry. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, one day they're going, to, they're going to fall through my ceiling. I'm telling you. I'm just going to look up and it's just going to be legs. And I'm like, I told you. <laughs> I told you not to wear cinder block shoes anymore. <laughs> Denise. <laughs> Rand. Uh, no. So... Anyway, what's going on at the hive? What oh. is the honey like? Obviously, it's not good, but um, it's, it's. I know that honey doesn't go bad, but this one was just bad to begin with. So I will say, let me preempt this with saying that I have not been um, approaching these scenarios with the idea of actually dating these people as of late, sure. because I have come to terms with myself that I'm I'm in a place where I'm very selfish right now. I'm very busy and I want to live in singlehood. Like this is the mm. land that I live in. I enjoy it. However, I still like attention, but I don't want to hurt others in that process. So I just get it from, I'm sorry. I don't know. What oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that thud and I hope all of you did too, because it was genuinely like, have you ever seen someone try to like break through a wall? It was like, boom, at the floor. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow's trash day. And as I've said before, right outside my window is the back alley where like the trash cans are. Uh, and they just take a huge dumpster out there a couple of times a week and they just throw everything into it. <laughs> and it's a process. And then I wake my up. My dreams, such... my credit card yeah. bills. <laughs> there. <laughs> and um, my will to live sometimes finds itself down there. It just depends. But uh, who could say there was one day last week it was like three in the morning and they were hosing off down there like i was like is this the time is this really the time we want to be doing this right now, right now? okay now <laughs> are you sure anyway i don't want to use people that are good people for my purpose of achieving validation so i instead use men that I have no connection to whatsoever and who are very clearly in pursuit of one thing and one thing only, only, holy, not holy, very unholy. If you ask me, um, and that is, maybe they're just high on loving you. <laughs> holy. They are high on something. And it, <laughs> <laughs> it is the audacity. And <laughs> they are high on ooh, which reminds me, My cousin messaged me. He said that we should create a shirt that says all men have is the audacity and that he would totally wear it. And I was like, merch corner. I will happily create that. I love a merch moment. If any of you know much about me, I really get onto a theme, you know, and I personally love clothing. I've bought a lot of stupid clothing and I would happily wear a shirt that says men. All they have is the audacity. Truly. I mean, <laughs> you know, like you, the, you Logan, the men, the Logan, the Logan, the slogan, the slogan, the slogan back. Bring it back. The slogan. I forgot about her. Truly. It was like Logan Wolverine twist, twist, shred. Here we are. So, <laughs> the slogan, like mm-hmm. men, all they have is the audacity. It would put audacity in like really pretty script. <laughs> like a the meek. audacity. They want it all. <laughs> really so it's like men in like a bold aggressive lettering and then like all they have is the audacity and that's yep. how it's said and you have to say it like that every time anyway audacity. i was thinking like merch would be so fun i don't know how many people would actually buy it but i love the idea of it i would wear it represent we put like a hashtag tct on the, the bottom hem that you can kind of see but it's like not really there listen we'll give you a makeup bag remind yourself every time you're putting on makeup 
all men have Ooh, whatever they come at you with today we can have the audacity mug for tea but it spells like t-e-n and we can have makeup bags that say put this in your bag and i have so many ideas okay i love this but we'll talk about this like post offline <laughs> memo to me <laughs> welcome to our business meeting also we're recording them now anyway <laughs> i so i use these apps i haven't actually met up with anybody i just get what i need and then exit stage left and right now it's modern romance in my experience which is related to today's podcast topic topic is that the hot take on modern romance is ask me about my winner no and it's seriously <laughs> like the entire conversation is about genitalia and theirs and why i should accept it and i'm just like what makes yours so special what makes it so different than anybody else's and i gotta tell you these men have very high opinions of themselves that they really should not have you should not i have to tell you i just like try to reverse image that what woman has ever walked up to you and gone you haven't lived until you've seen my hoo-ha <laughs> let me tell you it's so different <laughs> like who goes out and they're like you know what would really change your life? Like I'm talking full life change is if you just let me show you my vajay. One look, I tell you what, whole life different. Mm-mm. In, want, mm-hmm. you like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. So I also no. have had to tell, I've lost count. I think I'm at least probably five or six people now that I know I do indeed not have Snapchat. Why? Because I am almost 30 years old. And as we've said before, if a man asks for your Snapchat, he's got a purpose. And that purpose is Nudes. not clean. It's not, it's, it's, it's not romantic. He's not going to woo you. And you know, hey, if you're out there and you're 22, Snapple still way. don't have a Snapchat because it's stupid and you're wasting your life. But go for it. <laughs> you know, and I get the appeal. You know, I understand. You like, you want to get off the app. Maybe you don't want to give someone your phone number. I get asking for a snap. I get it. And for me, you don't have the regret of seeing what messages you sent the next morning. You can easily. just poof, gone. I don't remember that. It didn't happen. This never happened. <laughs> uh, I will tell you that if you send me a nude on Snapchat, it's being mm-hmm. screenshot and shown to people so tread carefully it just don't do it anyway my bees is mostly centered around that let me just do a quick dip into my messages to see if anything significant stands out so i will save some of this for modern romance the sequel when we actually talk about the episode that we've been talking about now part 47 (laughs) episode b so i will say though there is this trend habit need to have like some sort of relationship going on Mm -hmm. and I think it's just perpetuated by the thought that even if you're single but you're talking to someone that's better than just being single Mm -hmm. and I just hate it yeah I will say I mean I I think that the the ease of 
you know, getting someone's attention is the appeal here. I don't think most people, at least for women, we're not out there like genuinely pursuing anyone when we do this kind of thing. We're just like, tell me I'm pretty and then go away. Just leave, leave the room. Um, I will read this one message on a, I don't know if I've mentioned it before. I've mentioned it maybe to you, but I have daddy issues in my bio, which is true. We all know it. Of course, this is interpreted sexually by almost every single person. Rather than me being like, oh, actually, I have an abandonment complex. They're like, oh, so you have daddy issues. I'm like, I think you don't know what this means. But (laughs) Then again, read your previous statements about calling someone daddy. (laughs) (laughs) That's just an authority figure kink. I'm not sure if it's related, but I think it is in some deep, disturbing way. But the basis of my issues. Don't plumb that depth, Judy, please, because you (laughs) might find your dad. (laughs) No, no. Anyway, I opened with something related to his photos because he was next to a pool that had like no diving, no jumping. And I was like, 10 out of 10 chance you did one of those things. And he said, daddy issues. Does that mean that I can finish inside you? And I was like, really coming in hot here. Uh, No. And I'm not sure the relation between those two. What makes the dad? I mean, like I. You can't conduct conduct risk assessments that's what that tells me like <laughs> it was and like, what boggles my mind and i'll go deeper into this in the episode is how many guys are just willing to risk their sexual health it's crazy to me like they don't ask questions oh. they are just like ready to go at the moment the light turns green it, sometimes it's red and they still go you know they're just like here's my destination i don't care if it's the, oh, if i'm going the wrong way down the street i don't care what hazards there are I'm going. I'm driving there. I don't care if I have to drive through a jungle, a river, part of the ocean, a mountain, a, a rock. Playground. <laughs> I don't care. I don't give one fig. They don't. And they don't. And I'm Not just one. like, I just like, shouldn't you care? You know, like I care a lot, a lot. I give several figs, like, a basket. I always ask questions. I am rigorous with testing. You know, she like, looks both ways before she crosses am, the street. And She's then I look cautious. again. And I even, <laughs> like, sometimes I dip the toe and then I'm like, I'm not ready to jump in. Let me just stand here for a few more minutes. And then let me just consider. And we slowly wait in. I am not a cannonballer into the pool of poor sexual decisions anymore. Yeah. It reminds me. So, this is the one and only Saw movie that I've seen. <laughs> But it reminds me of the pit of needles. Needles. I knew you were going to see the needle pit. I knew it. That's also the only one I've seen. And I don't know why we've all seen that one and none of the others. I think it's like the first one. (laughs) It might be the third. Who could say? Because no one's going back to check because it's absolutely traumatizing. (laughs) The point being, I can feel it. So I can't think about it too deeply. That's the pool of poor sexual decisions. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It really is sharp. It's terrifying. Stay out. Don't do it. Anyway, and they do it though. They're just like, whatever. <laughs> and I don't, I don't get it. Like the amount of men who are willing to meet me the first night is mind-boggling to me. It really shows me the difference that men and women feel when it comes to their personal safety. I agree. And we need to play the intro music so we can yes. discuss it further. Okay. <laughs> anyway, this is a great segue into our actual opener. So sip on this with us now. The tea is exceptionally good today. <laughs> Who made this? Mmm, very delicious. 
I wouldn't say it's delicious, but I will say that it's steaming. So it's steaming with something. So I want to give the rest of my thesis. Here's okay. my thesis statement. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. It's a little cerebral. Cerebral? It's a little cerebral? so intelligent that it's a little cerebral. <laughs> it's cereal. It's a little bit cereal. I want to feel snakes. Maybe you might feel Kellogg-y at a moment. You might feel toasted fruit crunch. loopy. All these men are fruit loopy. Let me tell you, they are. <laughs> All loopy. these men are looping. So, my thesis statement. Mm-hmm. I'm opening to my page. I hope that you have citations. I have several, and there too, a lot of Emma's life choices followed by <laughs> psychological articles. <laughs> so. Fine. I think most of people's dating problems are caused by this need for attention. Now we're all like, wow, Hannah, what a theological philosophical moment. You really changed my life there. Hold on to your hat. Would you just wait a second and let the women talk? Yeah. Let the woman folk speak. Let us finish a sentence. Thanks. So (laughs) the need for attention, I think, has been drastically increased by the dopamine hits that we get from Mm -hmm. social media. Definitely. So every time you get a like, that's why they had to take the like button away because we were Mm -hmm. irresponsible with it. We were (laughs) churlish. We had no rules. Okay. Just right. So, so all of these dopamine hits from people. You can get that back when you know how to be responsible and we never got virtual attention. It has created this need for that button to be pressed. Like we're Mm -hmm. like the little parakeets that are like, food, 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 food. So we're always pressing the button. And then suddenly our neck breaks and we're like, how did we die? What happened? We were pressing the button too much. So I think that it is very different from previous generations, not in that people are different, but in that the amount of attention that you received from multiple people at a time or from people that you didn't have to be in very close proximity to was like 0.0, like very little. Mm-hmm. 0.2. We'll give, you know, okay our value of 0.02. But the point being, you didn't really receive that kind of flirtatious attention from people that you didn't interact with directly. Mm -hmm. So now that you have the option for indirect access, you get all those dopamine hits without any of the commitment. And so you're going back and going back and going back. And what you really want as a single person, it seems in this modern era, is to have this weird gray zone where you have all of the like, I'm thriving, I'm independent, I'm single, look at me go, wind in the hair, meh, benefits of being single, Mm -hmm. out of the commitment, all of the like self-focused choices, which is what you're supposed to do when you're single. But you want the dopamine hits of people telling you that they're interested in you on a consistent basis that you would normally get from a relationship. Mm -hmm. So you're mixing those two to create this like orangey substance of actually, I'm going to have no commitment to you, but I want a lot of attention, but I don't want a relationship, but I need the feedback. I need the constant validation. Mm-hmm. So Emma, if you'd like to talk about this, she's our panelist on meeting uh, Well, uh, you know, it's funny because I'm thinking back to pre-dating life life or pre-even social media life, because when we were growing up, we had Facebook and MySpace, but like Instagram was not a big deal. It Your wasn't. five was different. It just hits different. It was a different attitude because pretty much everyone you interacted with on those sites are people that you knew versus Instagram where it's majority strangers. Like I know maybe 200 of the people that actually follow me on Instagram out of like the 60, 600 or however many I have on there right now. Like it's... (laughs) 
No, I'm just saying like strangers, I have no idea who they are. I'm not doing anything to like garner this. They just show up and that used, I mean, it's, it's flattering, I guess, but that used to mean a lot to me. And, um, it was like a big focus of mine, but like in high school and stuff, like, I don't, I never like, it, it just, it wasn't even like something I could conceive. It wasn't even like an idea in my head, you know, like that kind of attention didn't exist. But even think early twenties when social media was new, Mm-hmm. back when the world was new um but you know what I mean like social media we were all still so, hopeful we did we had hopes we had dreams we had little jars that we kept them in and then they smashed you know into a sure. million pieces and then we got scars from all the glass and then we wrote songs about it and we published them on our YouTube pages the point being <laughs> they the social media platforms and networks were still blossoming and we were too young to have been on the first wave of social media mm-hmm. so as we were catching up with it like I still remember in my early to mid 20s not really receiving that much feedback from people who I didn't know mm-hmm. you know what I mean like the people whose interests I was seeking was people I knew I, I still didn't have the like need to have random people compliment me so that's my thesis I think 2016 is the earliest I remember really getting into social media in terms of like interacting with people that I don't know and vice versa, you know, like it's like rapid eye movement therapy. What's your first memory of trauma? It was 2016. <laughs> <laughs> PTSD moment. The cannons are playing sirens in the distance. And that's just how it was, you know? Uh, and, and now it's, I'm kind of coming off of that moment, but I was in it for a while. It's 2021. Now it took me five years to like really get out of the grasp of over here with your socials, but the dating app world really followed that trend, as we've said. And now it's devolved even further into, you don't even have to make a connection of any kind. It's instantly just about what do you look like? Would I be willing to slip with you? 10 out of 10, this sounds vain, but I think guys just maybe have low standards that happens to me all the time. Like they always want sex. And um, sorry, Lorelei's dreaming and her tail's lagging. It's really cute <laughs> and it distracted me. So anyway, um, we, we titled, we all should explain this just in case no one understood what we meant. We titled our episode backwards today because we feel that the basis on which modern romance is now built is a backwards mentality. Yep. And that is that they have put the cart before the horse every single time. The horse being emotional connection, bonding, and trust establishment. And the cart being sex. Sex. The cart is sex. The cart is sex. And <laughs> I don't know when it started exactly. I, I've kind of always, we talked about women have kind of always been sexualized in some way or another, but that didn't sure. always translate into your only value is sex. At least for me, that happened probably when I really started to notice it. 2018, 2017, 2018, and has kind of been downhill ever since. So mm-hmm. I think just like dating apps have changed. Because when I first, after Kyle and I broke up the second time, first time, I joined Tinder and it just was not the same as it is now. And yeah, it's been branded the hookup app by its users. And I get that. But back then, you know, six years ago, that's not how it was at all. It was like Tinder, Zeusk, and OkCupid. There were like four dating apps that weren't match.com or like, the harmony yeah. yeah like plenty of fish yeah it wasn't yeah. it was just like a casual and it was free at the time too which is a novelty uh now but i still can't <laughs> get over that you pay for dating apps i don't but people do no but i'm saying like that people pay for dating yeah. apps 
it's just, yeah, it's crazy because it limits you now. Like you only get so many right swipes. You can only view so many people. Like if you get like admirers or matches, like people that have liked you, you can't view them unless you pay. Like, it's like LinkedIn premium. I mean, how old it's am I? Very but it's weird. like LinkedIn premium. <laughs> really? I, who would ever use that stupid? But I mean, I don't care if you my profile, you know, like I don't, but I, I, do. <laughs> I don't use LinkedIn premium. I just use the normal LinkedIn. But anyway, sidebar nation, we have come again. I, I'm on the horse and I just keep wondering, like my horse is idle because all these carts are in front of me. When am I going to get my chance to ride free? When are we going to enter the field of freedom of not being sexualized at every corner? When? If not now, when? And I would also say, so I don't know if I just haven't spoken about this enough, but I feel Mm -hmm. like I never talk about this and it's something that I think about a lot. So Emma knew me pre my relationship with my husband, pre me dating anyone significant because I was always the single friend mm-hmm. back in those days slash earlier in my life, there was a huge period of time where I was like a more sociopathic Emma because I was convinced that I was doing the right things. So like Emma, as she's doing these things is self-aware enough to go, I'm in a really destructive life cycle right now. Like what I'm doing is going to really negatively affect my mental health. And then she presses like, you know what I mean? So (laughs) (laughs) don't care. Maybe a wall, but who cares? (laughs) (laughs) But the point being like, you are very much aware and poke fun at the fact that you know that a lot of these choices that you're making and a lot of the decisions and the patterns that you're in are not healthy and they're not good Mm -hmm. and you want to find better but in the meantime you're gonna take the big mac rather than the salad you know you're gonna take it what's Mm -hmm. right here Mm -hmm. it's easy well you know and i'm also in that place of like i'm not trying to be serious no so it's it's easier to convince myself that it's not as a big deal right so many moons ago I was in the headspace of, I haven't found anyone who I've liked, who's liked me back. And so therefore I'm going to change the Mm -hmm. rules of the game and I'm going to make it completely winnable for me and unwinnable for anybody else. (laughs) So I have evolved past all of you. (laughs) I have thought of it. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, I'm not interested in relationships. They're archaic and I'm just not here for it. I want to be able to completely Hmm. live my own life, my best life. I'm going to do my own thing. And male attention is just male attention. You can put a note in my box, but that does not mean that I'm committed to you. That blah, 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 blah. So anyway, fast forward through the monologue. <laughs> Essentially, I had a lot of terrible sex. And people are like, oh, was he not doing that? Blah, blah, blah. Did he not flip his? Blah, 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 blah. Did you not try the? Blah, 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 blah. I promise you, it was not. A technical problem like it was not a technicality i wasn't in a green zone when i should have been in a yellow zone like there was nothing technically wrong what it was was i did not care about these people i did not care and let me tell you why the sex was bad because i had no emotional connection and i was trying to go through the motions of creating an emotional connection or just enjoying myself with someone that i barely knew and barely cared about and then what 
was worse is what happened afterwards sometimes was I would develop an emotional connection for this person who I previously didn't care about, who had come into the picture on the basis of not having an emotional connection. And then all of a sudden I'm trying to reverse origami this steel bar into like, no, 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 I can make this work. I can make this work. And then I'm shocked when I end up completely disappointed Mm -hmm. and in a terrible emotional state looking for another uninterested partner. So it's just a huge waste of time cycle. But like, I have been there. It's so annoying to me to hear the perspective that I have now without that backstory, because in my head, I know it. But like the perspective that I have now of like, you have to have to have to, and I'm sure it's the same for you. You have to have an emotional basis Mm -hmm. and an emotional security and a huge foundation of relationship before you introduce sex into the relationship for it to be sustainable. Ask yourself why all of these people are breaking up. It's not because she cut her hair and I hated her. It's not because he got a different job and he felt so self-important that I was no longer the focus. It's because you don't have a solid foundation. And so any problem that you encounter is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And you're going to try to sweep it under the rug and change it, but you never had the commitment to pull it through anyway. I digress, but I, I don't, I don't like hearing my perspective without balancing it with this Mm -hmm. context, because my perspective now is so firm and cemented because I've been the before and I'm in the after, and I can tell you it's night and day. And I've said this on, I think one of our first podcasts or maybe like first three episodes, my husband and I did not sleep together before we got married. And for most people, that's like disgustingly alien. What is actually wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Are you sure you marry the right person? You're going to get divorced in three years. Bah, 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 bah. You know, fast forward through the monologue again. So, but it's, it's basically like the opposite. So when people are in either camp, they're trying to fix your sexual problems that you don't have. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, trust me, I have been in both camps. I own the t-shirt from the former camp. It's in the back of my closet because it doesn't fit me. Like it's not better. It makes a great dust rag. It makes a terrible dust rag because (laughs) let me tell you that thing does not scrub anything. (laughs) So sorry for the giant tirade, but it's just, it's, I can understand why someone listening to me in my married relationship going, it's really better to establish an emotional connection before you introduce sex would go like, "Eh, I don't care. Like I'm single, you're dumb, you're old Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you're right. I am old, but I'm not dumb. So screw you. (laughs) You have an IQ test. Just kidding. I don't believe in those things, but I am shooketh by the amount of men that I've met who I tell Here's how I feel. I prefer to not have sex until I have established an emotional connection with you. I want to make sure that you are with me for the right reasons. I don't want to introduce that facet until we both know this is going somewhere and we are both on the same page completely. Who then agree with me, say, I can't compartmentalize either. I feel the same way. And then how not in control they are over their hormones. They just let it take over and they turn into exactly the kind of guy that they say they aren't. And I, mm. it blows my mind. I'm like, you just told me that you're not interested in this. And yet here you are trying to coerce nudes out of me. Like, where's the disconnect, dude? Like, maybe you don't have self-control. I have great self-control. I can go so long without having sex. I'm okay with that. I'm fine. I don't rely on it to confirm that I have a value. You know, I'm beyond that stage of my life. I am, I am her, hear her roar. She's self-sufficient. She has a vibrator. She's fine. 
all by herself. But these guys, I don't know what it is. It's like, I don't know if it's an insecurity or if it's like hormonal, biological or what the deal is. Cause I can't relate to it, but to like, look at me in the, the digital face and to say, looking at my digital face <laughs> in my face, digital face and the lies he says to my face about my face. Um, that's a lame moment from Gilmore Girls. If any of you know what I'm talking about, which most of you don't, but it's fine. <laughs> anyway, we're here to educate and train. Here we are. <laughs> just watch it. You'll understand. Anyway, I, I just don't understand the inability to like stick to your word and it makes me lose almost all faith <laughs> in dating and kind of not, not in a cynical, like I'm going to be alone forever kind of way, but in a place of just like, I, it, this is all a waste of time. I may as well just delete everything. If it were not for the podcast, I probably would. And, um, just like wait for it to happen, you know, because I firmly believe I will never marry someone that I've met over an app. I don't think that I will. I mean, again, I just like, this is what I was talking about with the dopamine hits where it's like, you don't actually, and you've said, you don't actually want a relationship. You don't, you're not looking for someone on an app who is like going to tick boxes and become this husband of yours that you Mm -hmm. are expecting down the road when you're in that space, because you know, you have things you want to do. You want to move. You want to establish your career. You want to have the opportunity to pursue those things whilst you can. And so you're not in a space where it would make sense for you or for your context to meet someone super serious because unless they go with you, which is hard to do and they're an established person, you know, we're getting to the 30s stage of life. You know, it's not as easy as when we were 20 and we could just like, oh, do you want me to move? Okay, I have two boxes. Like now it's like, I have 10 of them. Are you joking? (laughs) 10 boxes, please. Come on. (laughs) I've had at least 20 since DLI. So (laughs) like I probably average around 30 to 40, depending on my box vibes. Yeah. So the point being, here's the point. (laughs) I'm ready for it for a second. I'm headed back. Here we go. It was, you're, you're in a space where you're not looking for a relationship. So having those guys to tell you that you're still interesting and attractive it's meant to serve this purpose of like like a slight like a dip in the high pool like ooh, that mm-hmm. feels great that feels mm-hmm. great and then unfortunately it comes with the consequences that are the cesspool of non-committal solely focused on your sexuality and your sexual value people who are like boop like there you mm-hmm. go. There's your dopamine hit. And you're like, no, I, no, I didn't want it to be cut with anything. I wanted it to be mm-hmm. pure. So <laughs> if you could just take that. That's diluting the compliments. I'm sick of Stop it. it. <laughs> but like, this is what I find sad, interesting. I want to help kind of sad, not like pathetic sad, but I find it really sad to listen to people who are like, juggling rosters or who are like trying to talk to multiple people or who are trying to like date all these guys and like sliding into people's dms and Mm -hmm. like hooking up and all that stuff i'm like all i'm hearing is that you don't want to be in a relationship and you are not ready to establish a deep emotional connection with someone but you keep wanting those hits Mm -hmm. and so instead of just accepting that for right now I'm going to be my own hit or my friends are going to be some hits, you know, like everybody has dopamine things that will make them happy. You know, it's not like you have to go without, but 
it may not be a new, interesting, sexy person who's telling you that you're attractive or that doesn't like you at all. And that you're like chasing down. And then the second they like it, you're like, Ew, you're boring, get out. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, it has to come from a different source. And so I just think in conclusion, <laughs> modern romance is so founded on a shambles of lies, misdirection, and false promises that there's no possible way for you to get what you want out of a dating app or from like a a social media situation or even from an in-person thing. Like if you're constantly telling someone like, I don't want a relationship, no, but then you're trying to hang out with them all the time and you're having all of these like emotionally triggering encounters, not in a negative way, but if you spend like two days with someone and you laugh about all of these different shows, that's going to create a positive association and a memory. And so Mm -hmm. if you're trying to devalue that and you're like, Oh, I have that with like 14 other dudes or 14 other chicks or 14 other penguins, whatever you're into, man, Please, (laughs) (laughs) where are the penguins asking for a friend? (laughs) The point being like, you're going to, have this huge cognitive dissonance and mm-hmm. you're going to have this huge expectations let down. And it's, it's hard to watch as someone who's been through both sides of it. Cause you're just watching someone buy a 22% APR Mustang. <laughs> you're like, no, <laughs> you're going to sell it in a year. Cause you can't afford it. Um, I, my mom and I were talking about this because I was expressing frustration to her about a person. And it's that people have just forgotten how to date it is a two lane road now and it's there's only two directions you can go and that is sex 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 or it's let's get married yesterday and there's no in between people do not understand the concept of dating anymore it seems and i'm constantly facing this frustration of like for me dating is like we get to know each other we hang out we we interact with each other in the physical world we we're not like it's not, it's not that you can't see the people at first. It's just that, you know, you are respecting me and listening to my boundaries and listening to like yeah. what I like and what I want and vice versa, you know, and we're just getting to know each other. That's what dating is. You go out, you get to know one another, you decide whether or not it's viable and you see where it goes from there. But most people, it seems like those are not, that's not the track that they're following. It's either you have to be all in or all out. And I don't understand that concept because that's just like people are like like the talking thing like I'm never doing a talking quote-unquote phase again because that's stupid (laughs) that's stupid what are we talking about either you want to hang out with me get to know me and you respect what I have said you know if I were I'm not in this space but let's say that I were in this space that would be the expectation that I have or we don't you know like I'm not going to spend hours chatting with someone and then decide based off of that that's stupid well and I would also say I think there is I don't want to call it like this naivete but I think because it doesn't have a term associated with it that getting to know someone as friends with a view to I don't know what we're going to be yet we Mm -hmm. could be a really great match and we could be a great couple that should date or Mm -hmm. we could be great friends because there's not a term for it and you know obviously we've talked about the evils of the quote-unquote friend zone and how it's the worst thing that can happen to someone apparently because there's not a term for it I think people are so put off by 
calling dating, getting to know someone to see if there is potential to continue to date. Mm -hmm. And I think because of that, they try to like what you're saying, like create these in-between processes that are like, oh, you're talking. You're like not dating, but you're like talking. You're like, I speak to people every day and I promise you, none of them are going to be future sexual partners. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I just, it's so frustrating for me because in theory, that's how it used to work. You would marry, date someone and marry someone that you knew already. Like that's how, that's how you meet people until dating apps existed. Unless you were going to a bar to like take someone home, which is like, it was a taboo process back then. You know, this, this is what you did. You met people in some sort of context that wasn't necessarily dating. It wasn't romantic at its premise, like work, not romantic. Maybe you met someone there. You probably Mm -hmm. started as friends, as peers, as coworkers, and then it turned into something more. So why is this now such a foreign concept to people? You know, like, why can't we just start as friends? Like, and there's this like impatience associated with that. And I don't get, it's like, I'm not going anywhere. Like if we're friends, I'm here, you know? But I also respect that maybe I'm friends with someone and they meet somebody who is interested immediately. I respect that they have the decision to then pursue that person. And I don't have the right to be mad about it. Yeah. So it comes with consequences, so to speak, but. And I would also say there's this like fallacy of evolution where people are like, oh, we're beyond that now. We know better. Like we're so beyond the old school, like courtship Mm -hmm. days or like we're beyond it. And I just think like you don't understand the basis of human relationship because lifelong companionship is in human DNA. Like Mm -hmm. if you go back to the earliest civilizations, this existed. So this is not like oh my gosh, we've evolved so far beyond it that we're like way better than it. Mm, that humans are like animals. We're not monogamous. Do you know how many monogamous species there are? But aside from that, like if, if we're using this as the foundation of our argument for everything, mm-hmm. like why are you using a fork? Why? The cheetahs don't use forks. You're a hypocrite. Like, why oh, is you that? Have thumbs? Mm. <laughs> why is that related? You know what chimpanzees do when they eat? They open the banana. No, they eat the whole thing. They eat it. Do so it. why are you peeling your banana? Why? <laughs> like, it's just it's a, it's a completely unrelated topic. Like monogamy in animals, although we might scientifically have strings to animals, is not related to monogamy in people because the mm-hmm. brain function is different. The brain function I, is different. I don't understand why asking to be friends first is an insult either. I don't know it's, why that's a It slight. shouldn't be. That's it's, to me, like, you know, if I were really uninterested, I would just cut you out. But for me to feel comfortable moving forward in any capacity, I have to know where we fall on just the friend scale. I don't feel like that's illogical, you know? I think you're going to have a terrible relationship if you don't If you start can't be friends with, with your partner- you yeah. won't last. That's just like the whole reality of the situation is that your partner be, is your best friend. They are because your confidant. Attraction fades. Yeah. You either you get Botox and maybe it doesn't for you. And congratulations, move to LA, get a TV show. Nobody cares. <laughs> but the point being like t- attraction is not going to be this static level of like, you're hot, I'm hot. We're going to date. And we're always going to think we're both hot. Like it, 
it goes out the window. And the deeper emotional connection, the deeper friendship, the ability to spend time with that person without wanting to beat your head against a wall because you're like, he's so good looking. But every time he talks, I just want it's to die. <laughs> yeah. Like, give me a wall. I've met spice. so many hot, boring people that I can't spend 10 but, seconds with. But they have someone who thinks they're the most interesting yes, person in the world. And you, you establish these attractions to people that you never would have anticipated when you spend time with them as friends. Like there are parts of people that you don't learn until you're in a friendship space. Yes. And for the majority of people, everything is based off of looks. How do I feel about this person hormonally? And that's what I'm going to base my decision off of. If they're hot sex, that's the answer. And that means that this is in this, you know, and I, I, it just boggles my mind. Well, and I think the other really interesting thing is they're like, that's the only way to know. Okay. Follow me through this. Follow me through this thought experiment. I'm here. Take me with you. So you walk into a room. Let's say it's a gala event. Everyone's well-dressed. Sure. Woman, man, or gender, gender, non-binary. Yeah. Gender, gender, whoever you are, you're looking around the room and whatever you're attracted to, you're immediately swiping left on people visually. You're going, nope, too tall, too thin not interested. That's a weird jawline. What a haircut. And you're just moving them to the left of the room. And so what you're left with is maybe five people. Okay. Maybe five people that you find attractive. Mm -hmm. You go have a talk with them. Three of them, you would lose your mind if you had to be in a car with them for 30 minutes. So they're also to the left, just like Beyonce, all in a box to the left. So you're left with these two people. And out of these two people, one of them is slightly better than the other. So you pick that one. Mm -hmm. And that's modern dating. But what you've done is discarded a whole room full of possibilities who you could have incredible emotional chemistry with because like, I just feel like my husband's arms are going to look different than his arms look. Or like, uh, I actually feel like my wife is going to have a different waist size to her waist size. Ooh, I'm not really sure if I'm into that haircut because I feel like my partner is going to have a different haircut. Like you've completely removed the possibility of even understanding the potential connection because you immediately devalue them based on their looks. And it's just absolutely backwards to me. And I totally get it. I've been on the train. I've done it, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work because the second that you start valuing their looks more than the emotional connection that comes with it. Like, yes, be attracted to them. No one's asking you to date Mm -hmm. like this disgusting person that makes your skin crawl because that's not, that's not your person. That's okay. It's fine. But the emotional connection should be so much richer, healthier, and sexier than the physical connection. Because when you're 60, you still have the emotional connection. Mm -hmm. Well, that's apparently a foreign concept. So yeah, I'm, I'm saying I'm moving to Mars. I get it. I, I already know what my aesthetic's gonna look like. It's fine. All I'm saying in conclusion, because I could literally write about this all day, is that you know, I think just the divorce rate is going to continue being as high as it is because people refuse to address their own traumas, first of all. Yeah. And they refuse yeah. to adjust their style of dating because maybe it's the status quo, you know, maybe they're just sticking with that. Maybe it's that. Yeah you just, you think this is what I want. And then all of a sudden you're 50 and you're like, crap, you know, like who can say, all I know is that I'm a one and done. I'm not going to get divorced. So I'm not going to risk that 
and because I know myself, I'm going to take a step back from serious dating until I'm ready. And I know that I'm not ready because every time I get close, I panic (laughs) and I, I don't feel like it should be that way. You know, like I'm not, and I've had this conversation with like my family and a couple of other friends, like maybe I'm risking things that I want right now. You know, maybe I could meet an amazing guy tomorrow who I want to marry. Who can say, you know, like maybe hypothetically speaking, if that were the scenario, I would have to readjust plans. But where I am right now in this moment is that this is what I want and this is what I'm pursuing. And I, especially for someone that I don't know and who doesn't know me, especially in the physical world, we have not spent time together. I'm not changing that. Yeah. And I will also not have sex with someone that I don't know. I won't engage in sexual talk because for me, that's fruitless. Why? You know, like that's not the validation that I need for what purpose. And I would say, I think, as I was saying earlier, without understanding the context of like, I've been through the dating game, you know, the 60s style music played, I did, I did the dang thing. Mm -hmm. I've been through the dating game, the modern way and the quote unquote traditional way or the horse before the cart way. And I can tell you, I'm not the exception. I'm the rule. Like this works for a reason. Mm -hmm. I'm not special. I'm not unique in that it works for me. Like, I love that everybody's so into like your truth and my truth. There are some things that are just true and universal, baby. That's just the way it, it is. The connections that you establish with people will always be the deepest when they're founded on emotions and then you build other layers on top. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I can tell you from experience, dear friends, that having done it both ways, trust me, the amount of emotional rigmarole trauma and difficult situations that you put yourself through trying to jump through the flaming hoops of modern dating are so not worth the result. And if you just focus on establishing an emotional connection, and maybe that's not now, maybe you actually live your single life and thrive in it and stop trying to compete with your friends who are dating and stop trying to worry about like your family members pressuring you to settle down or to get serious with someone and just focus on yourself in a serious way. And then when you're ready for a deep emotional connection, you can add the physical onto it when you have the proper structure of relationship to support it. And then you'll experience that fruit. But for now, you're just like picking rotten apples and trying to choose which is the least wormy. I will say I thrive in my singlehood. I get the most done. I've had the most success in my life because I'm focused on myself and not worrying about anybody else. And for myself, and I think for probably 99% of people, and a lot of them are in denial about it, you can't compartmentalize sex from emotion. And so when you add that element in with sex prior to the emotion, it's just a recipe for sadness, depression, and trouble. And you don't need that extra drama in your life. Trust and believe. I've been been new. I've done it. And it works better just to exclude it. Just to briefly segue before we close. I'm imagining a world where most recent J name didn't break up with you. You were literally making huge life choices, mm-hmm. massive changes. So let's like go down that road. You would have been living Ooh. in a different state. I'm not going to say which one, but you would have been living in a different state. You would have enrolled in a college specifically to support him 
and to be with him for his career, you would have completely changed your career path. You would have completely changed the job opportunities that you have Mm post-university. You would have completely changed your trajectory of life, where you'd be living, how long you'd be living there. You would have made all these decisions. And then what if the relationship had broken up then instead of before that? Thank Mm -hmm. God Mm -hmm. that that was like as... It was the best thing he could have done for me. 100%. But my point being like, if you don't seriously think about who you're getting into relationship with and what you're willing to give up for them before you're in a long-term committed relationship. Mm -hmm. And even in that, unless you're, in my opinion, going to get married or form a like legal civil partnership where you recognize that you two are bound like before the law, you know what I mean? There, there's no way to healthily make decisions based on their life. There just isn't. I think a lot of people make decisions like that when they're in a location that maybe they feel stuck in, you know? So like when I was in Augusta, Georgia, it was easy to date and make life decisions based on yeah. guys because that's all I had going on. You know, I didn't want to live there. So it didn't really matter to me if I moved yeah. with someone else because it just, it just, that was not my focus at the time. That you know, place but- may be horrible, but this place is definitely horrible. So, <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's, it's like, I'm filing the throes of like what I want for myself for the first yeah. time since I joined the military, really, you know, cause I wanted to do that, but then of course it's up to their discretion. So this is the first time in my life that I've made a decision for myself yeah. since I was 18 years old. And I, I'm not willing to give that up anymore. You know, the, New York city is not my Augusta, Georgia. This is where I want it to be. And because I know that it's maybe not my final destination, my final resting point, And I have other continents in mind, I will spare someone the hurt that I was not spared and not drag them through the mud through my own selfishness and my decisions, you know? So, but I'm self-aware and a lot of people are not. And these guys who were in this phase of like, oh, well, I'm not looking for anything serious. It's like, well, like, that's fine. Don't be looking for anything serious, but stop, I don't know, emotionally abusing people who maybe are, or, you know, I, I don't know. I just don't get it. I'll never understand the whole like argument of like, I won't know if I can connect with you until we have sex thing. I don't get that. I won't, I don't fall for it anymore, but I just don't know if we can have a long-term relationship unless you give me your car. Actually, I don't know without, you know, you resigning your will to me. I just don't see how it can work. I'm not sure that we'll have chemistry. I need to know based on the signature at the bottom of your will, transferring your estate to me that it's it's real yeah that it's gonna work that we're gonna vibe because that's the only facet of a relationship right right? you get it that's that's all there is actually so and that's like that's the little the same logic that they use that's it like oh well first of all you turn the lights off it doesn't matter who you're sleeping with at that point like if that's your goal you're gonna get off like that's just it you know so don't tell me that sexual chemistry is the end all be all because men your standards mean nothing to me like i've seen them and they're pathetic. So I just, that's ridiculous to me. Anyway. Modern romance is backwards. Read some books. 
be enter the chat with us moral of the story modern romance is a waste of time for me and i'm a traditionalist in the terms of like i want to meet you in the real world i want to have a genuine connection over something we're both interested in where because most cases i meet a guy at like let's say i meet him at uh a bookstore i meet him at church or something most likely he's not going to be like we should get out of here you know like that's definitely like bar and tinder behavior and that's just not how you interact in the real world and if he meets me he was like i'd love to see you again sometime there we now we're now we're establishing a connection now we're agreeing to meet at a secondary location again in the future and now we might be dating that's how it should work so to me modern romance is archaic and yeah pointless and i don't get it and i refuse to engage in it and if you're like me and you're just fed up embrace the singlehood yes i have msbs but that is for your entertainment because men once again all they have is the audacity and it's entertaining for all of us t-shirts coming t-shirts pending. <laughs> maybe we'll do stickers who can say but oh I, stickers <laughs> i i'm just saying that if you're like me and you are just sick of the rigmarole which i never get to use and i'm really excited that i got to use that word because it's like such a rarely used word it's a good word it's a good one. Try to um, use sporadic in the sentences. <laughs> I did it. Um, just embrace singlehood, reject the pressure of modern society to put your cart before your horse. And it's okay to be a traditionalist if you don't feel comfortable giving yourself sexually to somebody. And go make some awesome life choices for yourself. And learn how to be friends with people at men. Learn how to be friends with people. Why is sex the most important thing a person can offer you? I don't get it. My friendship is fantastic. I'm a great friend. I'm an awesome friend. You'd be so lucky. I might even be a better friend than I am sex partner. So who could say? I don't know. I haven't set that standard. I haven't done the statistics on that, but (laughs) we'll publish eventually. (laughs) Anyway, I know we said kind of a lot, but our whole point was that modern romance once again is archaic and we need to do better as a whole, all of us together. In conclusion, thank you for joining us. We are so pleased that you allow us into your ears and cars and bedside tables and what else? Um, headphones in general and AirPods. Thank you. Maybe. Honestly, yeah. I don't know. Wired. Ours. It's fine. Yeah. So wired headphones, we still stand you. We, we love, love you, you just as you are. And in conclusion, I am Hannah and I am Emma. And that's the tea.